The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Oh, it's just gone 17 minutes past five. Joining me on the line now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Certainly, Rolene, it's a day to reflect on terror attacks and terror victims. Yeah, it's one of those days. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Before we get into mm. the news from Israel, I'm just very, very saddened to hear the passing of one of South Africa's true greats, sure. Derek Watts, who, who passed away earlier today. Uh, I think so many of us felt like he was part of the family because he used to come into our house every Sunday evening and was one of those rare voices that we could trust. Uh, and my condolences to his family and loved ones. Uh, he leaves a tremendous legacy, and uh, as we say here in, um, in Israel, or as Jews often say, may his memory be eternally blessed. Of course. Well, Raleen, uh of course, our condolences too to the Watts family. Certainly sad news that I was saying earlier on. I just wish I could have met him and other broadcasting legends. But anyway, rest in peace, Derek, and condolences to his family. Rolin, okay, so looking at uh, the scene in Israel today, we have an arrest made regarding the terror attack that killed the kindergarten teacher. There's a record of 35 killed in the period of a year in a wave of terror. Take us through this. Let's have a look at the latest from these attacks because mm. we've also had some words in the Knesset a little earlier on. Uh, I'll, I'll give you 10 points, Michael, to guess who was engaged in a war of words in the Knesset. Oh, but uh, news breaking early this morning in a joint statement from Israel police, the IDF and the Shabak that they had arrested two Palestinians in connection with the terror attack that claimed the life of Batsheba Negri, who was made to rest last night in Efrat in uh, Judea and Samaria, in the terror attack just outside Hebron that claimed her life. And, and, and what is absolutely shocking, I mean, no matter how many times I see it, I'm still shocked, is no sooner had news of the terror attack and the death being uh, broadcast, uh, Palestinians were handing out sweets in the streets of Palestinian villages and the two suspects responsible for her murder, two siblings, the father was interviewed on, um, on Arab television and he said he's proud of his sons. That's crazy. I don't, I don't, yeah, all right. So. You know, it's it's this uh, you, you, yeah, you this coldness. You understand yeah, the, it. I don't co- understand it, but yeah. uh, you know, so often and we certainly see it online. We'll see this mm, reflexive mm, blaming. Mm, oh, but she was a settler uh, on yeah. occupied territory. Let's be very clear about something: settlements could be a, 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 an obstacle to any uh, kind of peace agreement with Palestinians. They are not the obstacle. If we are going to talk peace, we have to address this never-ending cycle of incitement and this uh, economy uh, of, of terror. So that is the news that we have so mm, far. Mm, we mm. have had a meeting of the Security Cabinet just in from the Prime Minister's office that they have 
just concluded their meeting moments ago, and I'll read from the readout. The security cabinet made a series of decisions to strike at the terrorists Mm -hmm. and whoever dispatches them and authorize the prime minister and the defense minister to act accordingly. The security cabinet backs the commanders and soldiers of the IDF and the personnel of the security services in their actions against terror elements on behalf of the security of the citizens of Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we did hear from Brigadier General Yehuda Fox yesterday saying we are in the midst of a major wave of terror. You've just uh, mm-hmm. mentioned that, you know, we, we are on about 34 um, people killed as a yes. result of terror attacks this year. This also includes an Italian national who was killed in a terror attack earlier this year in Tel Aviv and several um, Ukrainian nationals who mm. have been killed in a terror attack. So uh, a brutal reminder, it doesn't just strike at Israelis uh, of all uh, religions and all sectors of society. It also affects um, nationals from other countries as well. Uh, the Prime Minister and the Defence Minister visited the site of a terror attack yesterday and they both have said that it, there's no question Iran is behind this. And we certainly have seen Iran trying to up their proxy war against the state of, of mm. Israel by deploying uh, you know, more money towards Hamas, more towards Hezbollah, and, and many um, starting to look at what influence they could possibly have the Iranians on the uh, internal domestic issues of Israel. And just earlier on, a little bit of um, war of words, I'll call it, in the uh, security cabinet meeting between the defense minister and the public secu- uh, the national security minister, mm. Ben Gavir. Right. Ben Gavir said, the IDF cares more about the soldiers than the security of the residents, and you got a clap back from the Defence Minister, Yoav Galant, saying thanks to them, ministers can arrive safely at broadcast positions and insult the commanders of those fighters. Well, there you have it. As you said, who's the usual suspect? Ben Gavir. There he surfaces once again. That's who you were talking about earlier on, isn't it? You wanted me three guesses, no prizes, correct? <laughs> oh, well, this is well, good. And we have seen this mm. uptick. Yeah. Uh, on attacks from certain members of the coalition, including Itamar Ben Gavir, yes. on our Ramat Kala, our RDF chief of staff, on the uh, leadership of the RDF. In fact, yesterday, uh, members of the far right launching a social media campaign demanding the immediate axing of Brigadier General Yehuda Fox. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Rolene, so much to chat about there, but we need to move on. There's uh, just a few other things we just need to cover in today's chit-chat. Gazans riot on the border with Israel. Why? Well, we haven't heard much from Gaza coming in over the last uh, year or so, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the intermittent rocket attacks. But yes, last night, violent riots broke out on the border between the Gaza Strip and Israel, 50 Palestinians wounded. Now, why were they writing, I hear you asking me? Mm-hmm. Well, it was the anniversary of the burning of the Al-Aqsa Mosque by a Australian fundamentalist. 
fundamentalist, a Christian fundamentalist that took place in 1969. So this was on, October, on August the 21st, 1969, and the Palestinians threw rocks and stones towards the soldiers as well as uh, burning tires. And uh, the, these clashes uh, took place and 15 Palestinians injured as a result. Wow. Okay, so that sums that one up. And, of course, now we have New York City's mayor in Israel. What's his journey all about? Yes, so we have a mayor of New mm-hmm. York City, Eric Adams. He's in Israel on a three-day visit. He's here to learn about how to deal with uh, rising anti-Semitism, and here to meet with interfaith leaders, which is, you know, what we love about the mayor of New York. And he's actually written a beautiful article. It's, it's in the Jerusalem Post now, and, and he opens it up. He says, New York and Israel share an unbreakable bond. Roughly one in eight New Yorkers is of Jewish heritage, and we are home to the largest number of Holocaust survivors outside of Israel. I know Australia might debate that because mm-hmm. um, uh, there's uh, uh, also belief that Australia has the largest amount of Holocaust survivors. But he's, he goes on to talk about uh, everything that we have in common, his concerns about anti-Semitism. And, and you know, he, he says Israel is known as a startup nation for good reason. It's thriving startup sector with its innovative technology, agile new companies and forward-thinking business leaders and investors have the potential to address multiple challenges, everything from climate change to cyber security to public health. And we welcome Israeli startups to New York City. And, you know, he goes on to address the the big issues in Israel at the moment. He says, I am aware that my trip comes at a pivotal moment for Israel as mayor of a city whose residents can hold widely differing and opposing views on many subjects. I understand the importance of working through contentious issues and having difficult discussions. Democracy is never easy and it is only by confronting our differences that we can emerge stronger. And you know, uh, Michael, you and I have been talking about, uh, you know, whether or not Israel needs a constitution. Yes. And, and I think, um, you know, many of us here, I know our president certainly does, uh, is pushing for, for a constitution. And I think if we go back through South Africa's very, very difficult history and the transition into democracy, the path to the constitution um, was very, very fraught, was very, very difficult. And look at the magnificent document that you have mm-hmm. today. And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we always say, uh, certainly you and I, that there are lessons South Africa and Israel can draw from each other. Right. Maybe this is Israel's lesson to draw from South Africa that the, the road there is, is a difficult one, it's tumultuous, mm. but the end result is something magnificent. Roland, very quickly, I know for want of a better description, we're in a state of recess regarding the judicial process, but perhaps we are, perhaps not. So what is the situation like, uh, uh, like uh, right there, right now? Do we still have some kind of demonstrations going on? Are there still some ominous rumblings happening around the issue? Just very quickly. Yeah. Absolutely, demonstrations. In mm, fact, mm. you're starting to see demonstrations on a Thursday night as well. Thursday wow. night, you know, the start of the Israeli weekend, right. and on the the Saturday night, which which are getting uh, more and, uh, and and more big. 
the High Court announced today that they won't delay their historical hearing next month on the reasonableness law. Yes. Uh, as you and I have discussed, this is going to be an unprecedented sitting of all 15 of Israel's mm. Um, mm. Supreme Court Supreme justices. Court justice, you're right. And they've said they, they will not delay. They will allow for additional arguments, but they will not delay mm. that hearing. Brilliant. We're going to have to leave it there once again. Thanks so much for joining us and just giving us some background as to what's transpiring in the Holy Land right now. Our correspondent from Israel, Rolin Marks.